0: You're listening to episode number 28 of the Healthy Essentials Podcast. My name is Lindsay. I am your host and holistic nutritionist and doTERRA wellness advocate. I am here to share an incredible interview that I just conducted with the owner of Raw Pulp and Grind, Melissa Shabinsky. If you have never heard of this superstar, Melissa is the owner of Raw Pulp and Grind, an Ottawa-based restaurant, but also Superfood Cafe is what I'm going to call it. As Ottawa locals have been spoiled with acai bowls, organic cold-pressed juices, and green superfood salad bowls, Raw Pulp and Grind swept up our hearts over three years ago with their wholesome offerings and high vibes. I'm not kidding if you guys set foot onto one of their locations, you know what I mean when I say that every single spot in their restaurant is Instagrammable. It is beautiful, Melissa did all the branding, the painting, and all of the aesthetics and all of the design that went into it and the thought, that's her. In today's episode, we're interviewing the creatrix and the the lady behind the vision, the vibe, and the flavors at Raw, Pop, and Grind that they produce on the regular. Melissa is one of the co-owners and uh, is one of the most kind, genuine, loving, sweet individuals that I know. And she is one of the co-owners of the Plant-Based Cafe that is committed to providing the cleanest fuel for us busy Ottawa locals. So not only do I get to interview this stunning, stunning woman, she also has given you guys a very, very sweet treat for today's episode. Are you ready? Pause for a second because you'll want to write this down or screenshot this. If you go into any of raw Pop and grinds locations in Ottawa so the one on Preston or you can go to the one in um, in uh, Westboro and you take a screenshot of the podcast episode as you're listening to it you get 10% off your order. what? yeah. If you want a green juice at least get it at a discounted price and go in and get your green juice or your smoothie bowl or your salad bowl or whatever you want and get 10 percent off your next menu item when you show the staff time of payment so thank you, Melissa, for that sweet, sweet gift. You were so thoughtful and kind to be able to offer that to our listeners, and I, and I cannot wait to see all of the pictures um, when they release it. If you go, make sure that you take a screenshot and share it, and so that we know you guys. First off, you're enjoying it, but second of off, share all the goodness that they have to offer. So, without further ado, we'll get into the episode. Uh, but before we do, I just want to share a really quick review that you guys writ, or sorry, have written for us, and before I do read it, I do want to say that again, writing review or rating pulls us up in the Google ranks and it is incredibly helpful and useful for small businesses and entrepreneurs to help get discovered. It's an easy way for organic marketing and pulling more traffic to the site and the podcast. And that does wonders for me. So if you can give me a helping hand and just write a review, please from the bottom of my heart, that would mean the world. So Today's comes from George LaPorge, and it is Miss Mustard is well on her way to being a role model and inspiration for so many women at whatever age. And he wrote, so I didn't elaborate on that. She has become the absolute icon of health and fitness. This podcast is nothing short of all of her hard work and knowledge of the industry. You will not believe this girl is only 22 with how well-spoken and intelligent she is on so many topics. Always a great day when Lindsay releases a new episode. Thanks, guys. Uh, like I said, reading the reviews just puts a huge smile on my face, but it's also motivation too when recordings go wrong or when you're tired or when you're like, is this podcast even going to be worth it? It is so, so helpful when it comes to essentially just being that motivating drive to get you through another episode and to spark an interest for one extra show that you can do. So, Without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Melissa. And if you need to reach either of us, you can find us on Instagram at Lindsay Mustard and at Raw Pop and Grind, where you're going to be tagging all of your smoothie bowls in. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as I did. A huge shout-out to today's sponsor, Love Good Fats, a Toronto-based company that specializes in making wrapper-looking-worthy keto bars packed with healthy fats, clean protein, and a whole lot of fiber. If you're addicted to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, their chocolate peanut butter will be your new favorite go-to snack. With flavors ranging from mint chocolate to peanut butter, dark chocolate almond, coconut chocolate chip, peanut butter and jelly, and chocolate chip cookie dough, they have a flavor for everyone. The best part about Love Good Fats? Each bar contains less than two grams of sugar and an average of four to five net cards. Hello, keto friendly bars. So, yes, you can eat healthy and have your chocolate too. And to sweeten the deal, all bars are free from soy, sugar alcohols, and gluten. Order your bars online today at lovegoodfats.ca and use the discount code Lindsay1234 for 20% off your order. Welcome back to the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mustard, your host. Today, we're interviewing the gorgeous, if you have not seen a picture of her, Melissa Schapinski. She has... You have the most incredible hair and skin. Um, You're (laughs) glowing from the inside out, and it's... Perfectly suiting because you are the owner of All Pup and Grind, one of my favorite restaurants in Ottawa. And not just because you make incredible acai bowls, but because of just the energy of the place when you walk into it. It's bright, it's airy, it's full of health, and just it, it's the energy. Your staff is incredible. You're incredible. Um, so I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome, Lyssa. Thank you, Lindsay. Oh my gosh, I can't,
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to that introduction.
0: Wow, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. I, I used to have guests, I come on, just like say their name and a little bit about themselves, but they don't brag. Um, like I, I want to about you. So I I know your past a little bit in terms of um, you had a former business before Raw Pulp and Grind, but Raw Pulp and Grind is, is you. You've done everything from the branding to getting it up off the ground. Like you're an absolute incredible businesswoman.
1: Oh, thank you. But, but to be super honest, I do have partners who are able (laughs) to do the things that I'm not so good at. Um, so I feel very grateful and it really is a team effort. Um, I may be like one of the more, you know, out there with the brand from a, from a visual perspective, but,
0: um, there is an amazing team behind me and with me who helped to make this a reality. Yeah. And I think you have an incredible team. I say this over and over and over again, every time I walk in, um, the girls always have a smile on their face. They're so friendly. They're so energetic. So, um, everyone who's associated with you and with raw pop and grind is definitely has to match that mold, but they, uh, yeah, they couldn't be any better if they tried. (laughs) Oh, thanks. But we really are. I think we're really conscious of
1: that because, you know, part of any time you walk in anywhere is the experience and the energy that you feel. So that's a very conscious decision from what they're wearing to the music that you're listening to, to the lighting, to the smells. Uh, It's a very sensory experience.
0: And that Mm -hmm. that was very conscious. And well, the other thing too, um, is I've had a ton of pictures done at both locations of yours, and everyone comments on them because they're like, I loved this background. Or, I love this color. Or I love those chairs because you have some rainbow furniture, which I love in the back patio yep. um, of one of your locations. So you've done a beautiful job in terms of making it such a, a welcoming um, space, but also a, a place where you get excited to go to because you're not just getting a smoothie. You're getting a smoothie and an experience and a picture because it's gorgeous. <laughs> so <laughs> well, thank you.
1: You're but very it welcome. was fun. It was fun to do. And again, these are conscious decisions we made knowing that the culture that we live in um, it really is about, I don't I don't want to coin that, like it sounds kind of cheesy, that in Instagram moment, but
0: mm-hmm. we
1: know people are taking pictures and we just want to make sure that they take good pictures of themselves too. And like, it's not just about us and it's about them having that feel good moment um, by getting a great picture and enjoying the food and enjoying the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. And it just so helps that all of the food that you guys make is Instagrammable. Your smoothie <laughs> bowls are beautiful. I think our PB crunch should actually have its own Instagram page
1: because I, it's unbelievable. 80% of the posts I see are PB
0: crunch. It's like, Oh my gosh. That's it's like, its the best bowl. It is The best bowl. Yeah. And know. one of these days I will have to like I have to um, like, again, become a little bit stricter with what I order and then I'll I'll come in and say, okay, PB crunch. And then I'll, I'll work my way through the menu. Otherwise, if I go in, I'm pretty sure it's the chocolate monkey and the PB crunch that I I will only ever order. And it's funny because when people come in for the first time and they're like, I've never had a
1: smoothie bowl or an cream bowl, which (laughs) one do I have? And it's like, well, honestly, like I, I, it's, I like them all, but this one by far is the first experience that's the most representative of, of maybe what people think of our brand, and that's PB Grind.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the other, the first time I had you um, had uh, raw pumpkin grind uh, food was when we were at the Greco event, and it was in the, I think it was a little Italy one, yes. and you guys were catering it, and I didn't know that you only had the taco salad on Tuesdays, I know. I know. (laughs) So I think I came in a couple of times. I was like, do you have it? It's like, no, it's Thursday, Lindsay. Come on. Um, The best taco salad I have had yet. It was incredible. incredible we got to
1: the point where people would be calling first thing in the morning on Tuesdays to have them put aside just because they knew that if they waited till actually lunchtime they wouldn't get it because it sells it sold out so fast Mm -hmm. it was so delicious and you know completely plant-based who knew and even like my carnivore husband I would bring (laughs) one home for him and he's he would be eating it and you really couldn't tell because it tastes the taco seasoning that we used within the cauliflower and the walnuts. You mean, it just, you taste the flavor. You don't taste that it's not what you think it is.
0: Yes. And I think that's one of the things that you guys have done so well. And we'll jump into how you got started in a moment, but you made, not only the food beautiful, but you've also made it taste extremely delicious, but you've packed it with so many nutrients in the, at the same time. So it's almost, it's a win-win. You you get delicious tasting food, but you also get the health benefits from it. You just don't think about the kale or anything that might be mixed in, into it. Exactly. So. And that's the part of, about
1: enjoyment. You know, food is about enjoyment. You know, first and foremost, yes, fuel your body. But second, it's it's that sensory experience, you know, the, that taste, that smell, that that visual
0: impact. That's all part of enjoying food. Yes, I completely agree. And with that, I want to know how you got started. So tell us a little bit about Melissa. What did you study? Um, Have you always grown up in Ottawa? And uh, what did you do prior to Raw Pop and Grind that got you more onto the health train if you weren't already full-blown already? (laughs) okay that's a long story because I'm in my 50s (laughs) now but we'll start we'll start kind of midway um
1: Air Force Brat landed in Ottawa last so lived in many different cities before landing here and went to university here as well I I did my business degree at University of Ottawa which was um which was a great fit for me and throughout that entire process I'd been working in the fashion business um so when I got out of university, I really wanted to work in the advertising field. So I started my first job with Media Plus Advertising, which, you know, led me to um, working most, working with a lot of different brands within the city, and then also working with media. So one of the great women that I met through my work there was Margot Roston at the Ottawa Citizen. So she was the fashion editor at the time. <laughs> and that was at the time, you, you're probably too young to remember, but the Citizen used to have a phenomenal fashion section. Phenomenal. And okay. so uh, anyway, she was gracious enough to offer me my own column um, when after I had my first child. So it was a great mom job. So I was able to do that for a good 10 years minimum so that was amazing i could focus on fashion and beauty she really taught me how to write um she taught me how to focus in on on the story and so i i'm forever grateful to that uh, to that woman for helping me um kind of see that self see that person within myself that i didn't know was there and then um couple kids in <laughs> again, just, just different things. And I guess maybe like my story just can go on and on and on. Cause I've done so many different things, but fast forward to right before raw for about 10 years before I started raw, I was working in the beauty industry. So I was creating cosmetics and I had two brands that I'd created um, along with my partners. So one of them was a very technical science-based one called fusion beauty which was um, was was very cool, and it was distributed worldwide, and that's another long story in itself. Congratulations, my, that's huge! You. You. <laughs> and then my more recent one from that was Revolution Organics, and this kind of led me into where I am in that natural space and dealing with healthy ingredients, because we created Revolution Organics to be a hundred percent organic, which was so rare in the cosmetic business, like so rare. Um, all. USDA certified food grade organic ingredients so love that. that yeah it was amazing it was probably I would say you know looking back on that time about five years too too early for its time um, which is really hard which is on the great thing it's wonderful be, to be a trailblazer on the flip side when you're retailers and your customers aren't really ready for that yet it's really hard so now <laughs> i look back on it now if i'd launched it like now would be like phenomenal but back then it was a real challenge and i feel like it was probably my most personal success because it got from a from a from the business standpoint it got the most press it got the most accolades we won tons of awards it was unbelie- unbelievably um, successful for me as a person, from a business standpoint, it probably wasn't such a successful business because we just could never get that distribution up to where it should be. Yeah. So I feel like that was heartbreaking at the same time, because I mean, obviously I had to walk away from the business because it just wasn't profitable. But, um, on the flip side, I learned so much about ingredients and I learned so much about
0: the customer who wants those ingredients. So I'm grateful for that. And, One of the things I love, and I was having a conversation with my parents about this is um, entrepreneurs, usually when you see them, it's, you, and if you find someone who has done extremely well, that's, that might be their third or their fourth or their fifth business, but what you learn from running a business or, you know, having a, a company or a brand or a product that you're trying to sell, you learn so much, not only about your customer, but you learn so much about the industry that you're in. So for you ingredients and natural health, but I think that it's just the experiences and the, um, personal development that you go through during the process of running a business that is so satisfying Um, and at the end of the day it doesn't feel like you're you mentioned this at the beginning in terms of what you're trying to instill in your kids and teach them is don't just find a job that you feel like you're you know checking in day in day out um, but you're actually getting up to to learn and to grow and to um, evolve right 100%.
1: 100%. And that's actually that was
0: that's so true when it came to revolution.
1: And um, it, it's, you know, looking back, I that was invaluable experience for me. And I always believe that one step that you take, be it right or wrong, will lead you to where you ultimately will go next. And I don't believe that there's one straight line in anyone's path. And I f- believe there's lots of pivots along the way. And that was how I, you know, pivoting from a, a, a very, very synthetic cosmetic brand to a natural brand within the same industry was one pivot that I made and then moving into the natural category and then pivoting to another division of it from beauty to food, which aren't too different in my mind, to be super honest. Yep. Um, that you should be able just... to eat everything you put on your skin, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So I feel like it just was that pivot that I took and it led me to rock.
0: And so now you get to tell us the story of Raw Hope and Grind and how much you guys have grown over the last—is it
1: three years, four years? It's three years. Oh my gosh, already? Yeah. So we've been working on the—we had been working on the brand for about four years right now, like from from now. But it, we've been open for three years already, which is uh, <sighs> which is amazing. Yeah, we're so thrilled. Like it feels like we've been here forever because it feels like I don't know, like it, I guess it's such a uh, part of so many people's routines that. Um, yeah, I just feel like we've been here forever. And uh, anyways, it's it's great. And, you know, that really came in at one of those kind of kismet moments, because after I um, closed down Revolution, I was really, again, when I was so focused on all these ingredients, I wanted to learn more about it. And I was at the time really, really um, dealing with my own health issues and, you know, had gone through a battery of tests, you know, 15 years before that. And I had been diagnosed with a a very crazy autoimmune reaction to dairy, which, um, which, thank God, I know, you know, once you know, you know, right? Like, that was the, that was the aha moment for me. And then very strong intolerance to gluten. So throughout this whole thing with revolution and ingredients, I was also dealing with my own health issues. And once I was able to kind of wrangle those in, I like felt like a new person. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, and then my next stage was, okay, well, you know what, maybe I might want to look at other items in my diet. I mean, well, maybe I might want to go plant-based, but I'm a little bit concerned because I don't know much about, you know, what and, you know, the biggest thing everyone always says is, well, how do you get your protein? And <laughs> that that seems to be the big question. And that was my big question. So I'm like, well, I really don't know, but I think I need to know. And part of my curiosity is I, I'm, I have no problem, you know, when I don't know something about asking for help or, or educating myself. And so I decided to take a plant-based nutrition certification. Cause I'm like, well, if I'm going to go and I'm going to, do this myself. I think I should be educated. And so I just did an online program through Cornell, and um, it took me like six or eight months or whatever to do it. It was completely self-serving. I planned to do nothing with it other than the fact that I just wanted to know. And uh, so it was just a weird kismet moment because about, I don't know, six or eight months after that, um, and I was really introducing a lot of plant-based foods in my own diet, friends of mine came to me and they said, Melissa, we have this concept. Um, we think you're the most perfect person to do it with. What do you think? And I, at the time I was like, I, I, I would always sworn I would never work retail. You know what I mean? I didn't want to have a, st- I always envisioned having a store, but I never thought I would because I'm older and I didn't think I had the stamina or energy to be <laughs> in a store every day. And uh, it was one of those things that kind of, that got me and I was like well yeah because there's nothing like this in the city and it was one of those things that you know when you can't find something and you figure well if I can't find it I'm just gonna make it myself yeah and I'm gonna do this and that's really kind of what revolution came I'm not revolution sorry raw came out of Revolution, same thing. I mean, all these businesses kind of like just created because there were nothing else like it. And from a selfish standpoint, I didn't have anywhere in the city where I could go and get plant-based foods, snacks, juices that were grab and go. There's a lot, There were at the time, there was some restaurants that were open up, you know, Pure Kitchen is one of my, still one of my most favorite places mm-hmm. in the city. But I wanted something that was more of I'm on the road, I'm busy, either, you know, with my kids or I'm going out with friends or whatever, or I just don't want to sit in a restaurant and I want to just grab something. So it was kind of how that concept started going. And then we just started playing around with the idea of how would this look and what would we serve? And my other partner who came on board was Jordan O'Leary from Morning Owl Coffee Houses. Who oh, I has... love... yes, I love Morning Owl. Yeah, and he's got so much experience in the kitchen. So as much as um, I love to cook and I was experimenting with so many plant-based recipes, I am not a chef. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to make things in volumes to be able to sell within a space like raw. So Jordan was invaluable we would, We locked ourselves in the kitchen for like six or eight months and just plow, plowed through plowed through items and recipes and he perfected them and made them what they are today, so it was just yeah, just kind of that evolution of you know realizing what I needed for my own body couldn't finding it find it in our city, and then creating something that we could share with everybody else
0: so raw pulp and grind. If anyone hasn't been there before, walk us through everything that you guys serve up on the menu. So everything from the smoothie bowls, the snacks, and tell us a little bit about your favorites. Okay. So, well, as you mentioned earlier,
1: um, smoothie bowls or SAE bowls tend to be kind of what people associate most with us. I think probably because of the Instagrammable moments where people take pictures of them because they're so cute, but they are unique to the city. They're, I don't believe there's anybody else serving them right now, but they're not unique to the world. So many people who come in and say, Oh, I had this in Hawaii. I've had this in Brazil. (laughs) I had this in Miami. So they, they are it's not a new concept believe me but for ottawa it was and um the base is a frozen base of assay mango banana almond milk or coconut milk some of them have uh plant proteins in the base like pb crunch and then we top them off with different fruit nut seeds our house made granola we use some drizzles on top like peanut butter or almond butter We have a vegan chocolate as well. So we kind of just have a lot of fun um, making these smoothie bowls or assay bowls. And then we also offer smoothies because I'm, I'm a everyday smoothie girl because I like to just pack them with everything that I can find. That's going to keep me fueled and give me all my nutrition. (laughs) Um, It's just, instead of being um, it for me, it's still very functional, but we also wanted it to taste really, really yummy. So we came up with a lot of different flavors and different like things that mix, mix up your palate a bit, not just greens and not just fruits. Um, so those were really fun. And then realizing, of course, that we couldn't just serve smoothies and bowls. So we really wanted... Um, some savory items as well. So salads, of course, was a no-brainer. So we have like a kale to Caesar, which is our vegan take on a Caesar salad. And then we have a power tower. Um we've actually just changed the packaging, but the original power tower was in a cup, like a 18 ounce cup that was layered like a kind of like a mason jar. And then you would shake it up and and eat on the go. And it was really just came out of that 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 trend at the time of all these mason jar salads being made but now we've moved it into a bowl so it's much easier to eat but we still call it our power tower because it's got <laughs> it's got the power tower legacy to it yep and then we wanted uh, some heartier bowls and this kind this really came out of mostly men to be super honest saying i i want <laughs> more i want heartier meals so yes. like our burrito bowl which is like a full-on vegan take on a burrito bowl is very hearty with like a brown rice and lots of, um, walnut taco meat, uh, Mm -hmm. and edamame, like it's got, and oh my gosh, it's like corn and like all the typical burrito type things. And then our protein bowl is again, that like full on plant sources of protein, uh, on top of a, Quinoa base and then our Thai noodle because we really wanted just, I mean, again, selfishly, these are the flavors that I love. And just working within those flavors and coming up with some fun ideas that are all grab and go. And then treats. Of course, everybody loves treats. So we have our um, energy balls that are all protein based, lots of nuts and seeds, and then cold pressed juice. So that's kind of like, I guess I I would say, I mean, I started on smoothie bowls because they've kind of become our signature, but all in all, we, we really started this concept as a juice bar. So our our assortment of cold pressed juices is pretty vast. So uh, we really, really hone in on the greens and then more functional juices, which I like to think of as ones that use um, lots of medicinal ingredients. So we use lots of ginger, lots of turmeric, we use coconut charcoal. So these are the ingredients that can help with, you know, digestive issues, um, helping to boost your immunity if you're feeling really run down, um, really just adding loads and loads of antioxidants or anti-inflammation. Like our shots are turmeric shots. You know, if you are having swollen joints, um, turmeric is like this wonder golden magical um, root that, (laughs) that can do so much. So we give you high concentrations so you can just you know, nip these issues that you have in the butt. And it's really just for feeling, you know, fueling your body from the inside out, feeding your body from the inside out, healing your body from the inside out. We just wanted to kind of give you all these amazing
0: natural ingredients that had that ability to help you do that. Yeah. And you've done it so well too, because the number of people that I've taken to wrap up and grind for a lunch or a business meeting and they fall in love with it, but also the convenience of it. And we've talked, you talked about that already in terms of how easy it is to grab a juice and go, but the way that you've structured your business and the offerings that you've given to the community is it, it makes it almost effortless for them to get good nutrition and good food in on a daily basis because it's so quick. Yes, that's the goal. And, you know, the
1: bowls are made fresh, but they are in the deli ready to grab and go because as much as, you know, I'd love to sit there and build you a power bowl or a protein bowl or whatever, um, like it's going to take a while. And that's, that's unfortunately for lunchtime, especially that crowd, they, they don't, their time is precious and we recognize that. So we want to make it easier to grab and go. The Acai bowls though, you know, that most of them, because it is frozen, they, most people do choose to stay and eat with us because if you do take it it is it's gonna <laughs> melt it will melt um, because it is a frozen product so um, those are made to order so they're always they take a little bit longer because they're they're custom
0: okay but Amazing. yeah so the, for
1: everything else it's all grab and go and easy to,
0: easy to take yeah. And that's, uh, and that's key. That's what I look for, for um, my clients too, because a lot of them are busy business people and they don't have a ton of time. So it's easy for me to refer them out to raw, but what, what still surprises me are there's healthy restaurants popping up, but they're not going to stick around for a while um, or just offerings. Cause they're still not giving the best nutritional offerings or um, yes, best nutritional offerings possible. They're still making dressings with canola oil or sunflower yeah. oil and it's GMO. And I, from a business point, I understand it because it keeps their costs low. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to look at too in terms of what audience that you were trying to draw in. And you're looking for people who are trying to fight inflation. So they're looking to avoid all of what you're putting in. Exactly. Even if it's labeled as fresh or whole or real. Um, yeah. And same for whole foods too. Like there's good things in there, but their their salad bar and their hot, um, their hot bars still amazes me.
1: Yeah. And that's where, you know, again, when I didn't have some place like raw, I was surviving or trying to at the salad bars within some of the grocery stores in Ottawa. And it was very difficult. It was really difficult because, um, specifically at the time, like nobody used to list things about what was in everything. So it was very, very, very challenging because I was so nervous about consuming something that could basically be almost like toxic for me so yeah. before like the table on wellington that was one of my go-to places because what i love about it even though it's not necessarily um it's most it's yes it's all vegan and not necessarily all gluten-free but man they they're so good about showing you exactly what's in everything that you buy. And I think that was part of the consciousness with raw as well, is that you can read every ingredient, every single ingredient in any one of our products. Well, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, you go, you go.
1: And sorry, even our juices, like we, we put them point blank. What's in there? What are the, what are these ingredients designed to do? Here's what you, can expect. Like there's no hidden, nothing's hidden. Like it's just, it's out there. The information is there. And I hope that people feel that. And that's, that was part of our goal is being not just a source of healthy food, but a source of information of people who are leaning in or exploring, you know, what does it mean to go plant-based and how is it going to taste? And what we're hoping is the experience that we give them and the education that they get while they're with us really helps them make a
0: clearer decision. Mm -hmm. And you're leewaying perfectly into the next couple of questions that I was going to, to ask you. But one other thing I do want to touch on is because you're um, well, first off, because of your brand and the that's within all of your stores is you're attracting a crowd that is typically younger. So on Instagram, you're seeing a lot of um, the people between the ages of could be, I've seen some 18 year olds younger um, in your stores coming in, but you're typically getting the range between the 20 and the 30 year olds who you know those are the people who are in university or they've just graduated they're you know, working for the first time and their priorities usually are not help it's just get an apartment get started to work you know start to build your life um, and I think that that's an amazing capability that you guys have and an amazing power and you're influencing so many people within that age group too because those are the foundations that they're going to carry forth and instill in their family and their friends and um only continue to draw more people who are like-minded like them to raw pop and grind so kudos to you for doing that i think thank that, you um, I,
1: that was yeah. our hope that was our hope really is yeah. is
0: to you know attract
1: people who um want to understand what this is all about and feel comfortable and safe and um you know learn something while they're in the stores at, at the same time too
0: yeah. And I part of it too, is they're going to have a ripple effect of, if I think about how long it's taken me to get my dad to consistently take his supplements or to eat a salad that has apple cider vinegar on it, it's taken years for me to start to not break him down, but to start to get him to try a few things. And I think that because of the clientele that you're attracting, they're also going to have that effect on their family, but also their grandparents too, because that's that's another topic for a different day in terms of their set and their shredded meats or their toast with um, jam or something along those lines. Maybe that's my grandpa. Um, But (laughs) slowly over time, we're having that ripple effect in terms of just um, radically shaking up everyone's health within our circles. Um, So I think that you guys are the foundation for that as well.
1: Oh, Thank you. But I also think that that wonderfully the whole industry has really changed. Like it used to be when I went gluten-free 15 years ago, oh my gosh, (laughs) it was horrific. Um, you, I mean, number one, you couldn't find hardly anything gluten-free. And if you did, it was, it felt really processed and it felt <laughs> awful and yeah. it just didn't taste good. And it was like, you felt like you were kind of suffering. Well, now in a vegan category or a gluten-free category, there are so many amazing options there. And I think like, I'm not, a, I'm not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't eat. I Again, just it's it's what you you have to listen to your body, and if your body feels really good after eating these things, then why wouldn't you eat them? And why wouldn't mm-hmm. you change your diet a little bit to accommodate um, feeling better and feeling healthier? So I feel like um, finally we're we're part of that movement, which I'm really proud of of being able to give offerings that taste great and maybe help people make that switch a little bit easier and, um, and, and
0: feel the, feel the difference. Yeah, absolutely. And you essentially transitioned perfectly into what I was going to ask you next, because you mentioned that you took the course online with Cornell. And I thought, as soon as you said, you took a plant-based nutrition course, I thought T. Col- uh, T. Colin Campbell, because he yes, that's the one. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I was eyeballing that one. Um, yes.
1: and you, you liked it? I did. I really enjoyed it actually. And again, it was completely just um for myself. Um 100% for myself and I had no intention of doing anything with it other than just educating myself on plant-based nutrition. And and I mean, he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um and I just felt like I why not go to the expert yeah, in the, the plant-based in the source and, and learn from it so i i would highly recommend it you know be do it what you want with it but it was um, very enjoyable very informative and
0: you can do it on your own timeline which i loved yeah and he's made it uh so accessible too with online courses but what are some of the biggest things you've taken away from the benefits of plant-based eating and uh, i do want to clarify because there's plant-based eating but then there's also um vegan which i feel like most people say they're they're predominantly plant-based but they might have some proteins like eggs or yes. um, some fish here and there but talk to us a little bit about what the benefits are of eating plant-based and some of the differences that you've noticed after transitioning more towards a plant-based diet over um over the course for me um again i'm just talking about
1: me and yeah. how i feel that plant-based has changed me and again i'm open kimono here i am not 100 plant-based i'm about 90 to 95 percent plant-based i do eat eggs um, when I bake and I will eat a hard boiled egg, egg every once in a while, I do eat fish um, because I feel like, especially going out with a carnivore husband, we end up <laughs> at, at steakhouses. I need to have an option that I can eat. Um, and you know, if I make, if I'm at a big dinner party and they're serving chicken, I will have the piece of chicken. So I just feel like for me, it's not an aversion to not eating meat, um, for necessarily, I believe in the ethical reasons, 100%. Um, it, but it's more my diet change for myself from a health perspective. Cause I, and when I made switches to what I was eating, I felt so much better. So full disclosure, I'm not a hundred percent plant-based, but, um, again, I could be lean, I could lean in even more, um, just over the years. And this is just part of who I am. So, um, the biggest thing I think for me that I felt by incorporating more fruit and veggies into my diet and more plant-based, uh, more plant sources of protein is how I felt. Um, it just completely transitioned, um, how I felt, uh, as a from the moment I woke up to, to throughout my day, I used to have a real fogginess about me um, where I felt like everything was a little bit blurry and foggy. And I, I thought I just, I equated it to being a busy mom and, you know, maybe overworking or whatever and making changes to my diet completely took that fog out of my head, which opened my eyes to this world that I completely forgot that was there. And, you know, even making switches, I remember my husband once saying to me when he he picked up bagels, because he's a bagel fanatic, he said, he goes, <laughs> please, he goes, please don't eat that bagel. And I'm like, why not? He goes, you're not the same person when <sighs> you eat that bagel. He goes, you you turn, like, basically, I turn into a really nasty person. So again, these are things that I went through on my journey to this uh, mostly plant-based way of eating um it's just from a health perspective and yeah. like i mentioned earlier i was so concerned about how to add plant sources of protein into my diet and now that i know what those are and which ones i really enjoy it's just so easy and i'm not worried anymore about feeding my body cuz i know how to do that right and i also feel like um it's just it's, it's a personal journey that you can try so easily because of all the different options that are out there now. And, um, I, I really feel like it's, you know, the, the Canadian government has even mentioned, um, within their new protocol that eating plant-based is, is, is where we should all be looking at. And I feel like it's, there's science behind it and, but there's also, Society is now embracing it because of how good it is for our health, um, Mm -hmm. overall health, and the number of diseases that it can help you and help your body to fight off. So it is something that is not going away ever, ever, (laughs) which I'm so thrilled about. um, And we're only going to see the progress get better and better.
0: Yeah. And I think... A lot of people, when they, when they first think about their health, they, oftentimes um, people first list weight and they want to lose weight and they always think that it starts within the gym. And something that I try to relay to them is if you've never been to the gym in the last 20 or 30 years, creating a new habit is so much harder than just adapting a daily habit that you do three to five times a day, depending on how frequently you're eating. And uh, I think when we get to the root of it, it always starts with food. Yes. And that should be the the foundation of the pyramid. So can you walk us through what a day of eating looks like for you? And, you know, what are some of the tips and the tricks for composing a healthy plant-based meal that gives you your protein, your carbs, and your fats, but it's also delicious at the same time? Okay,
1: so I start every day, no matter what, with uh, lemon water. And for me, it's, again, just uh, I feel it is a great kickstart to my morning. It gives me a load of antioxidants right off the bat. It kicks my metabolism right up there. It helps my digestion. Um, It's transformed kind of how I start my mornings. My husband, again, going back to my carnivore husband, he (laughs) is very, very um, (laughs) addicted to his lemon water as well, because he says, I feel so much better throughout the day. Yeah. And it just really is a great way to to start your morning. And it, my tip would be to add cayenne into your lemon water. because I was going to
0: ask you if you yeah. do that. <laughs> I do.
1: Often, it depends on my day. Like some days I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do it today. And other yeah. days I'm like, yes, I'm craving it. Like it's the weirdest thing. Again, I just listen to my body. And it's even better to help kickstart that metabolism. So um, just add a little sprinkle of cayenne. It's easy to do. Um, mix it in with your lemon water Super, super easy. And then I'm not jumping on the celery juice bandwagon, but when (laughs) this came out like a year ago, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to try it. And sure enough, I drink celery juice every morning and I really like how I feel. Um, I know that it is kind of not, I don't want to say controversial. I just feel like people feel like it was a trend. And again, I'm just listening to my own body. My own body says, I really like celery juice in the morning. So I drink celery juice in the morning and then I make a big smoothie. I make a massive smoothie that I pack an entire, uh, Vitamix container full of kale and spinach, (laughs) spirulina, uh, chia seeds. Um, oh my gosh, what else? Lemon. Cause I, I really feel that you need to get the vitamin C to help to digest those greens yeah. and also, um, filtered water and dates and banana. Cause I do like a little bit of sweetness as much as I yes. love my greens. I don't, I, I even find it's hard to stomach in the morning, uh, a pure green smoothie. So just a little bit of sweetness with half a banana and and a date, and I am good to go. And I make a big one. It's a good 20, 24 ounces. Um, But that really is kind of my morning. Um, It sustains me at least till one o'clock, because usually I'm at the stores over the busy lunch hours. So I'm usually... Don't have the ability to sit down and have like a true lunch, mm-hmm. and so by around two o'clock, I'm I'm getting a little hangry, so <laughs> I usually grab a salad um, from Raw, and if I'm not at Raw, I'll make something at home, and it usually is in the greens as well, just because I I love them and I can have a lot of fun with them, and I. They don't have to be the same every day. Um, I do a lot of prep work. So I've got things that I can grab and go and just make something really fast. And then I always throw on, you know, my sunflower seeds or my pumpkin seeds. Um, I I like a housemade dressing, which is just like super easy to make. And um, I just keep a jar in the fridge, sprinkle it over top. And I always, 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 I probably over avocado myself, but I have an (laughs) avocado every day. And that's why
0: you have such beautiful skin, Melissa, um, the the lemon water. (laughs) But to be honest, you know, for me, the
1: avocado as well, you know, it's a weird thing. I have Alzheimer's in my family. And the more you read about healthy fats, um, I'm just these are. Protective things that I'm trying to do for myself um, to ensure that you know I'm c- kind of doing what I can to protect my brain, protect my health, um, and because I'm naturally really, really slim, it it just I just feel like I need some healthy fats in my body as well. So, anyways, yeah. that's just a thing. And then I I eat lots for snacks. I eat a lot of nuts, um, just grab and go, and those are really easy things to do and. My favorite snack, um, believe it or not, is like hummus and rice crackers or hummus and veggies, or I spread hummus on a nut bread and and top it off with uh, some sprouts or something. Just super, super simple. I love yeah. um, Sunflower's um, brand of hummus. I keep a million of them in my fridge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and then dinner time, it just depends on what I'm doing. I'm always usually making two dinners because my husband <laughs> – the carnivore um, yep. also loves his Italian pastas full of cheese and meat. So <laughs> with, with both of us, um, I'm always, you know, kind of juggling two different meals. And if we decide that we're just going to grab something on the go, I'll usually pick him up like a lasagna and I'll just stop at the table and pick myself up a... A a grab and go dinner there, or I'll bring something home from raw. But if I'm at home, I'll make a quinoa or I love lentils. I mean, I love lentils over wilted spinach. These are the things that get me excited, but um, (laughs) you can hear it in your voice. I know, but those are things that like, I love to cook them because I love to eat them. And I usually make doubles of everything that I'm eating so that I have something else in the fridge for the next night. So it just, um, yeah, I just really try to experiment a lot. And part of that is just, you know, my curiosity and, and wanting to just play with food. But, um, you know, and that's, that's, again, going back to, you know, plant sources of protein and, and trying to figure it out. That's kind of how it all started. It's like, okay, so how much protein do I need to eat in a day? Or should I eat based on these regulations that everyone is telling you what you should eat? And then you just like, I don't listen to that necessarily. Again, I listen more to my body, but I do try to add um, nuts and seeds, and lent and legumes to whatever I'm cooking. If I'm making a pasta, I'll throw in a can of chickpeas. Um, If I'm, you know, everything that I look at, I try to just add that that protein. Yeah.
0: And what I, what I like in terms of what you just said was it's all about experimenting too. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what it comes down to because, you know, lentils over wilted spinach for some people might be incredibly delicious, but other people are like, I would much rather have a veggie burger or something hearty. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is how creative can you get in the kitchen? How can you start to make some twists on some of your favorite dishes? Right. So if someone loves pasta, adding a, a legume such as chickpeas or beans, is an easy addition that they can do that yeah. they can cut back the amount of pasta they're having, but still get in some plant-based nutrition. So exactly. I think that it, and at the end of the day, it also comes down to having fun. And, you know, are you enjoying the foods you're eating? Cause those are what's going to keep you on track to continue to eat them over time. Even when you have a long day at work and it's easier to order takeout versus whip up a salad. And you just remember how good you feel um, when you do consume it. Exactly. Exactly. That's I hundred percent agree with you there. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you, and actually two. Um, first thing is, what does healthy mean to you? So, if you had to define, in terms of you know what what does the whole word health mean in your opinion, and what does it mean to truly thrive? Um, what's your definition? So healthy is so broad in my own mind
1: because it doesn't just mean you know fueling your body with healthy foods and and everything else. It's it's also about maintaining healthy relationships. Um, it's it's healthy mindset. It's 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 so broad for me um, because I feel like having. Having eating healthy is one aspect, but then healthy, having a healthy mindset is another aspect. So, that healthy mindset just makes you not necessarily question, but you know, in, in, engage your, your brain on oh, well, is that going to make me feel really not good if I eat that? Or is there something else I could eat instead? You know what I mean? Like, just, just like, yeah. talking your, yourself through what the end game of you know eating that bowl of ice cream versus eating that bowl of coconut. Uh, based ice cream. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you need to have those conversations with yourself and then your, your mindset switches. And then you get that, that, that kind of new, I don't know, new protective mindset that, Mm -hmm. that wants your body to feel healthy. And then also protect, um, healthy relationships are so important to me because I feel like that is so much of the soul of who
0: you are as well. You know, uh, It's funny that you just, I was going to say, it's funny that you just said that because the, um, the last person I just interviewed said the same thing as well. When I asked what her definition of health was and she also said it's relationships and we talked about you being the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. And, you know, sometimes for, for people, sometimes that's family members, sometimes that's not, but I also tell them if, you know, if you're listening to someone on a podcast, right, if you're consuming all of their content and you're reading their books, you're still spending time around them and around their brain. And I think that plays, you know, a really good, a really big part into how you develop and how you grow. And, and the, other relationships that you go on to cultivate because of the base that you or the, the base and the foundation that you've established. Absolutely. I a hundred
1: percent agree with that. And I feel like you're, you're at like your fuel, like you put fuel into your body, healthy fuel for your body. And then you have to put healthy, healthy vibes into your relationships. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Like it, it is so important and like for food is so much part of, your relationships. So when you think about Mm -hmm. your family relationships, your social relationships, if you actually look at what you're doing, when you're with your family, or when you're with your friends, it's probably revolving around a meal of some sort. Um, And it's a healthy discussion around that, that is kind of like that, I don't know, it's it's just such a a core part of our lifestyle. And then I have this healthy creative side that needs to be expressed. And luckily I have a lot of fun doing that through food. So, you know, getting into the kitchen, bringing out all my favorite recipe books, tweaking them, um, trying new things, you know, trying to come up with things by myself. Like that's, that lets me have a creative outlet that I can only get,
0: um, by dealing with, with healthy foods. Yes. And, uh, and that's totally, that's so true because the number of, um, important like family events or occasions it's all been centered around food as well so you just have to make sure that the the energy and the vibe of both match and it's it's healthy and wholesome in in general exactly so So the last (laughs) the last question I always ask people and uh I used to I actually I gave you the uh I guess the the little hint about it um so I gave you a bit of time to think about it but um do you have a a saying a mantra or quote that you like to live by well, it's kind of my own, but it's not really
1: because no, let's, let's hear it. well, I just, I always say to everybody that I know, that if I've done something wrong or whatever, it's like, I own it. And I feel like you have to own it. Like it's if it's a good thing, you should own it. If it's a bad thing, you should own it. And I think yeah. that says a lot and can help me through a lot of situations in my life. If I make a mistake, I own it. I acknowledge it. I fix it. I learn from it, but man, I own it. The worst thing to do is to, to not acknowledge that, Hey, this, I did this wrong, but you know what? It's going to lead me to maybe do this right next time. Like it's a learning process. And then if you do something great, you should own it too. And I think we don't do enough of that. I think we don't, you know, pat ourselves on the back enough and be proud of what we have done. I think it's important that we own all the good, we own all the bad, but this is what it's yours
0: to own. It's nobody else's to tell you anything about it because it's yours. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that because it, it not only encapsulates every decision that you're making regarding, you know, personal relationships and work and your life, but it, it also comes down to every food decision. So, you know, if someone, and this is not to be like, oh my gosh, you made a bad decision. It's more of like, you'll learn from what makes you feel good in the moment. And when we talked about, you know, the ice cream versus the coconut ice cream, it's, it's almost like delayed gratification versus instant gratification. And when someone goes for the unhealthy food, you get the instant hit, you get, you know, the rush of dopamine and serotonin and, you know, you have those feel good hormones because you're having so much sugar. Um, but then afterwards you're like, was it really, was it really worth it? So you get to wait the, yes, you get to essentially weigh um, your decision, whether it was worth it to indulge or whether it's more beneficial for you to put the wholesome ingredients in first. Exactly. I'd rather
1: coast than crash and burn.
0: Yes, exactly. So you are an absolute incredible human being. And I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast. I tell you this every single time I see you because you are a ray of sunshine. So I do hope that everyone in the audience gets to see you when they go into raw pump and grind to get a smoothie or a salad bowl. They're, if they take the taco salad on me, though, I will be pretty upset. <laughs> um, but I do hope that they get to meet you eventually. And you have, was it two locations now, three locations? Two locations. Two locations. Yeah, one in, uh, yeah, two locations, and uh,
1: we're looking at more. So it's uh, you never mm-hmm. know what's gonna
0: the future might bring. More to come. Yes, you have one in Westboro um, on Richmond Road, and the second one is in. Uh, it's on Preston, right across from the, or actually close to the Preston Towers. Yes. On Little amazing. Yes. Oh, amazing. Um, I'll tag everything uh, for you in the show notes below, but they can find you on Instagram at Grind. Yes. And then rawpupandgrind.com. You got it. Uh, amazing. Thank you so much for being a, uh, a you, guest Lindsay. on the podcast today. You are- Thank you so much for listening right to the very end of the podcast. I cannot thank you enough for just being a part of this community and for leaving a rating and review and for sharing this episode and our podcast with your friends. If you haven't already done so, please leave a little love note on Apple uh, Apple shows and you can essentially just scroll down to the end of the episode webpage and you can leave a rating review helps us immensely pull up in the Google rankings and also with search engine optimization, which is a techie word for saying it helps people find us. If you haven't already, make sure that you join the healthy essentials Facebook group where I pour my heart and soul and all of the nutrition nuggets into that Facebook group. That's reserved solely for us ladies. Be sure to screenshot a picture of this episode, share it on Instagram, share it with your friends and your family, and also take it into uh drop up and grind to get 10% off your next order. So enjoy, I hope you love today's episode and I hope that you love your acai bowl or whatever grain bowl that you get next time you go in.